Hi, and welcome back to Facing Death and Then Living Your Life podcast. We could say that many of us, if not all, have faced a form of death. Could be a physical threat or an emotional one. This podcast is about life, death, and what can happen in between. My name is Andrea Costa Duarte de Funk, and I'm your host for this journey. First, a disclaimer. I am not an expert, I am not a psychologist, life coach, or professional researcher of the human condition. I'm just sharing my journey, what I have learned from my life, and I just want to present that to you. But you are free to research and test on your own. In fact, it's an invitation for you to do that. I just hope that you can do it with with an open mind and a willing heart. A quick recap of our previous episodes. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to them, that is okay. I'm doing the recap so you have an idea of what they were about or a reminder if you did listen to them. In the previous episodes, we're mostly or initially about getting over the hump of creating this podcast. Also about the starting to talk about the realities of life and death. What are life's real chances and accepting the reality, what can you do when you face when you're facing death or a diagnosis of cancer a broken heart if relative passed away so it was has been mostly about that why i want to talk about this and make it more understandable or give you tools on how to face and then continue living in the best way possible today i also want to remind myself and maybe a heads up to you that this might sound or this podcast episodes might sound like a journaling experience but it's also for my own mental health as a breast cancer survivor i've been challenged with other aspects of what this is or what you have to face through this doing the, this podcast doing these episodes it's kind of also to help me and hopefully that it will help someone else out there On this episode, these are our topics. What is emotional resilience? I'm going to give a description, some of the main characteristics. What does it mean to me? Maybe it's the first time you're listening to these words together, emotional resilience. Why do I identify with? And what does it have to do with death? Another topic is going to be about when being negative isn't an option. I might share how did I apply emotional resilience in my cancer journey? How can we apply maybe on other hardships? Can we all be emotionally resilient? I'm also going to talk about a tech talk that I listened to this week about the gift and power of emotional courage and At the end, I want to share about how to build emotional resilience. Before I dive in, I want you to take a moment and bring into mind what in your life right now are you struggling with. Are you sick? Are you facing a breakup? Are you waiting to hear back from any medical tests, any x-rays, blood tests, or CT scans? Are you waiting for that? Are you tired of life in general? What you are going to hear today is probably not going to be mind-blowing, but my hope is that in sharing this, talking about this, hoping that it will help you in moving forward a bit into your healing, moving you forward into building a life that you are proud of or at least content with. How I came with this episode's theme. I'm just a simple gal who is a breast cancer survivor, a yoga teacher, 
with a degree in electronics engineering, who was able to get a master's degree while going through chemotherapy and radiation, who right now is reconnecting with writing poetry and pursue an artist's career, using emotional resilience to live my life after facing death. That in my case, it was when I had to face a breast cancer diagnosis. First, when I came up with this theme idea last year, it was going to be when being negative is not an option. After the previous episode, that is like when you're facing a diagnosis, whatever that it might be, when you're facing a death or challenge in your life, my first thought is that after, for me, being negative wasn't an option. But that didn't sound like very positive or no my mistake. That didn't sound like inviting for people to hear and hopefully identify with. I know it's hard to be positive in challenging situations. It doesn't come easy, but with ev- like everything else in life, with practice, you build a muscle memory. It's like when you're, let's say, in art, in artistic terms, I heard like if you're painting or if you're drawing a lot every day or very often, you create this muscle memory. And sometimes you don't have to draw or paint something with reference because you already have it in your practice, in your mind, how to do it. The more we try to, little by little, if you tend to be a negative person, which is fine. I've been times in my life, many days in my life, that I've also have been more a negative person than a positive one. The hope is that practicing a little bit of what makes someone maybe optimistic or more emotional resilient, it creates this muscle memory that is going to come into play when you are facing death and that is going to come into play when after facing death you need to keep living your life so let's start with what is emotional resilience first i'm going to give my own description from my own experience and what i understand today which it could change tomorrow or in a few years for me emotional resilience is that after recognizing the fear, pain, and sadness of the specific situation, to move through them, not ignoring them, and find that more than the opportunity for growth from facing a challenge is the opportunity to learn something about yourself through that challenge and still with honestly say, okay, notice that I am not saying that at the end I am going to be happy or jumping of joy just to be okay and at peace. It's not about being strong and courage and fearless, but to be able to stand in front of the challenges and not crumble. But if you do crumble, to know that you can heal and build yourself up from the ground up. I hope you notice that I, instead of saying facing a challenge, I'm not saying facing a problem. I'm quoting a Spanish author that is into helping people to improve themselves. His last name, no, his first name is Borja. He says that there aren't problems, just learning opportunities. And I really like this. Sometimes I use this as a motto. And sometimes when I have friends or relatives that start saying, oh, I have this problem. I always try to see, no, that's not a problem. It's a challenge and it's going to have a solution. Just repeat what Borja says is there aren't problems, just learning opportunities. Now to sharing some main descriptions and characteristics that I found on my continuing search. Uh, There's a website called verywellmind.com 
that says that emotional resilience refers to one's ability to adapt to stressful situations or crises. I'm going to repeat. Emotional resilience refers to one's ability to adapt to stressful situations or crises. In that article, I also, I also read that more resilient people are able to roll with the punches and adapt to adversity without lasting difficulties. Less resilient people have harder time with stress and life changes, both major and minor. From another website, emotional resilience, they say, is the ability to adapt to stressful situations and cope with life's ups and downs. Resilience does not eliminate stress or erase life difficulties, but allows you to tackle or accept problems, live through adversity, and move on with life. Some of the main characteristics are emotional awareness, perseverance, internal locus of control, optimism, support, sense of humor, perspective, and spirituality. Why do I identify with or how? To be honest, I didn't hear this emotional resilience before my cancer diagnosis. It was more probably towards the end of my chemotherapy treatment. I did hear before the term emotional intelligence. I'm not too familiar. I mean, I haven't read anything specific about that. I think first it was like someone else saw that in me, especially with the way that I face my chemotherapy. If you don't know me, I wore costumes, different costumes for going to chemotherapy while going to radiation as well. The wearing of the costume wasn't, I didn't invent it. Other breast cancer survivors that I've heard have done the same, but I was doing, usually they do like one costume for all the the chemotherapies or they wait towards like the end of the chemotherapy. I remember when I was trying to find something to help me keep a good emotional sense, uh, emotion, to keep good emotionally. Like I didn't want to think on the days of chemotherapy, oh, it's chemotherapy. And that felt like a death sentence, you know, like it was going to be hard on itself. And I wanted to use something to bring me out a little bit of out of my shell, something that makes me smile. Because I know if I had that, the people around me were going to smile as well. My husband or my mom when she was with us, other relatives. Like I was not going to do it just for myself. I was helping others too. By helping others, I was helping myself. At the end of the costumes, someone saw that in me. Someone mentioned that emotional resilience that I was showing when I was going every day through chemotherapy. And sometimes when I share my story to new doctors, they mention that as well. To be honest, sometimes I, for I forget. I forget that I have it or I forget that I can practice it more. Muscle memory, it's helping me out so far. What does it have to do with facing death and living? To remind you, when I said death, it could apply to a physical threat or emotional one. Emotional resilience is like a set of tools when you need it. Facing death and living, as the sentence goes, has two parts. In facing death, you can make use of emotional resilience to get some bearings of what is happening. In applying the characteristics or steps to guide you towards something, you might not see the light, 
but the idea is to get you moving. And in living, emotional resilience makes you aware or makes us aware of what is going on inside and outside of us at the same time. It pushes us forward to keep going because after the hurdle of facing death, you might feel lost or drained, but you are still here. What do you do with that? It is up to you. How did I apply emotional resilience in my cancer journey? There is a conception or a tendency that when faced with a cancer diagnosis, that the patient should be positive. Sometimes that is what I heard. It's not a nice thing to say. In my case, after crying, of course, when I heard the diagnosis, I am aware that not everybody cries. I did lean towards a sentence. Being negative is not an option. That one of the few things that came to my mind as, you know, probably as 30 minutes after I got the diagnosis. I was aware that my attitude was going to be key in my cancer journey. It is an option to be negative, And I just took it out of the table. And that worked for me. And part of helping myself and others around me when I was going through chemotherapy, looking for something to help me not to focus on the chemotherapy and radiation itself, is that I did the costumes. In another episode, I will talk more about that. How to apply or practice emotional resilience in other hardships? You can actually practice it in anything in life you have a challenge with. If you're facing a breakup and your heart is suffering, maybe start going inward, understanding what you are feeling, why, not hiding from the pain every time. Can we all be emotionally resilient? Let's start with pointing why some people might not see themselves as emotionally resilient. They might feel weak, being emotional, dependent on people around you that have some control over you. Do you have the tendency to blame people and life for the bad things that happen in your life? Do you tend to play the role of victims? We might have heard that we are in control over our circumstances, but I think people have trouble understanding understanding this. I do think we are in control. Yes, we can control everything in our life, but we are in control of how we react how we approach it, what solutions we try or test, how many times we try something. Just as you can choose what you eat, when and where, then you can choose what characteristics you want to identify with of this part of your emotional resilience. When do you want to practice it? Recognizing that even though if your first reaction It's not the best one. You can always take a step back, apply the characteristics that I'm going to read again. Emotional awareness, perseverance, internal locus of control, optimism, support, sense of humor, perspective, spirituality. You might not know what internal locus of control is, and I'm just going to share or read from what I read it in, in the article, on the verywellmind.com article. It says that in this part, they believe, or people that practice internal locus of control, they believe that they, rather than outside forces, are in control of their own lives. This trait is associated with less stressed people 
because with an internal locus of control and a realistic view of the world can be more proactive in dealing with stressors in their lives. They can be more solution-oriented and feel a greater sense of control, which brings less stress. All right, so we have covered quite a few. Initially, I was trying to have these episodes be short. Today might be a little bit longer, and we'll see how it goes, how, how it continues. In my research for this week's episode, I wanted to find more about emotional resilience, and I found this tech talk from a psychologist who studies emotional agility. Her name is Susan David, and the TED Talk title is called The Gift and Power of Emotional Courage. I was just searching this because, you know, I'm still getting the hang of the episodes of the podcast and trying to see how I wanted to approach these episodes. And I learned a bit about her, and I heard for the first time this term, emotional agility. Emotional agility, what is it? She describes emotional agility as the ability to be with your emotions, with curiosity, compassion, and especially the courage to take values-connected steps. She also says that this is a foundation for resilience. My point here, if it is an ability, then it can be learned. It can be practiced. And like the famous saying goes, practice makes perfect, or at least a little bit closer with every step we take. And if you have to take a step back, you can regroup and start again. If you can, when you can. We have reached the last part of our theme topics, how to build emotional resilience. I'm going to share just the headings or titles of the ones I found. I'm just reading them. See if one or more than one resonates with you or recognize that you maybe can work a little bit more on that. Just try to choose one and take it from there for you to do your own research and practice. One says, be a realist optimist. I just want to read this one more because it's, 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 it was initially said, be optimistic. And it's like, you, if you say that, be optimistic to someone who is not in the right state of mind at the moment is not going to be a nice reaction. Here it says that being realistic about the world, but confident in your abilities. See the world accurate as it is, but believe you are a rock star. Other things it says is face your fears, have a moral compass, practice a spirituality, get social support, have resilient role models, maintain physical fitness, keep your brain strong, be cognitively flexible, find meaning in what you do. I'm just going to repeat them again on how to increase your emotional resilience, the steps that I found. Foster optimism, face your fears, have a moral compass, practice spirituality, Give and receive social support. Imitate resilient role models. Physical fitness. Be a lifelong learner. Have a number of ways to cope. Have meaning in your life. But in another article, they group them into three. Maybe that'll be easier for you. First, 
Build connections with other people. Second, manage your thoughts. Third, take care of yourself. When I read this, it just feels like it's no new advice. I am pretty sure we have heard of them in one form or another. We struggle probably because it is part of life to get this right in our own life. Maybe in this combination, it's challenging. Maybe we are more inclined into one or two, but it's hard to do them all. Right now, I'm struggling with physical fitness. Give and receive social support and have meaning in your life. In physical fitness, I generally I'm not into you know running or going to the gym every day. It took me you know probably 20 years to now after I've like 41 years old to create a routine of having good sleep, walking on the treadmill. Yes, I became a yoga teacher a few years ago and that's what I like. I like teaching and I like my own practice, but even then, challenging to practice yoga every day. Uh, but now, yes, because of my struggle with breast cancer, of trying to eat better, be healthier, now especially with a bre with a osteoporosis treatment that I'm going through, where they really blame the importance of doing exercise, using a little bit of the weights or resistance bands, or walking a little bit faster on the treadmill. So I understand if you are listening to this and you're saying you don't have the time or all that stuff, but I'm even now I struggle with it because now that I'm using more, you know, I have pain maybe on my knee and all that stuff, but I just, things that I need to correct on how to do better for myself. So it's a con constant struggle for me. I'm also struggling in giving and receiving social support. I am, I tend to be an introverted person. I acknowledge that I usually don't like to share my challenges with people, especially, well, now with COVID and the pandemic, we have been more at home. I have been very content at home. I have many personal projects that, yes, I can do anywhere, but being at home has helped me to focus on them, being less distracted, maybe. But that, I am aware that kind of disconnects me from people, giving anything back, or I'm not receiving anything when I need to because I don't want to ask for help, which is why one of the other reasons of creating this podcast, in order to be able to give, hoping that I'm also receiving support as well. And the last one I'm struggling with is having meaning in my life. I'm pretty sure that a lot, a lot of us have struggled with this in the past or up to now to a time that is with these times they're trying to reinvent themselves and don't know how. Finding that purpose, it is challenging. There's probably another episode that I will talk more about this. So this episode doesn't turn out to be too long. Even though I feel like I'm close with what I want to do as a yoga teacher, what I want to do as a artist, as a full-time artistic content creator, what I want for my life, for my family, it is still a struggle for me. And I just hope that we still keep trying because 
We don't know where we're going to be tomorrow, what's going to happen, where we're going to be. If we are here today, breathing, then we can keep searching for it as many times as we can, finding the inspiration. Basically, I'm just telling you, don't give up if you think you don't have meaning in your life, if you don't have purpose. Keep looking. Keep searching. So before I say goodbye, I'm going to search a quote on emotional resilience. I haven't searched anything in particular. I'm just going to go now to my Google. Type in quote, emotional resilience. Go to the images. And just reading the first one that appears on my list. It might be different if you happen to search it later. That it says, when we learn how to become resilient, we learn how to embrace the beautifully broad spectrum of the human experience. It's said by Jada DeWalt. I'm going to read it again. When we learn how to become resilient, we learn how to embrace the beautifully broad spectrum of the human experience. Hopefully it resonates with you. If you want, share this episode if you think someone can relate to. Sending my desires to the world and to you who took the time to listen. To you that was present. And we will be listening to each other on the next episode to remind us to keep on living and transcending no matter what.